0: Join the conversation at everydaynovelist.com. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find the host at J.D. Sawyer on Minds.com, or hit him up at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.
1: Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and I am your guide in this raucous journey of coping with the creative life. Fueled by your questions, we explore the trials and travails of productivity, discipline, art, and finances in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1055. Today we hear from Nicole, who asks...
0: I'm trying to find good resources to help me do better spacing with my paragraphs and such for my fiction writing. I have a good grasp on overall grammar, but some of the different spacing for paragraphs, when to indent and how much, or if there is dialogue and such, are still mystifying to me. Do you have any thoughts on this, or resources? Thank you so much. As a reader and a graphic designer, it's about using white space
1: to lead you through a story. You, you, Please tell us more about this. You are the reader and the graphic designer.
0: Yeah, You need to have... Uh, in, in graphic design, white space and the difference between the white space and the filled space leads your eyeline from what's going on and leads you to the most important thing. When you're in a book... Paragraph breaks are about giving the reader space, letting the reader slow down. You don't want so much text packed up.
1: Well, no. No, 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 I totally disagree. Well, I partially disagree.
0: You want the spacing to match how you want the reader to read it.
1: Yes. You, okay, You, you yes. want
0: to give more space if you want the reader to slow down?
1: No, no. You want to give more text if you want the reader to slow down, and more white space if you want them to speed up. Okay. Because dense text takes longer to get through. So dense text is where the reader rests, and where the reader gets sucked in and stays. And then the quick lines, the short paragraphs, those give the reader the sense of flying through the book. Please excuse the beeps. It's the end of the day and the solar panels are shutting down. So that's that's one one aspect of paragraphing. It's controlling eye flow. And you're totally right about that. Dense text is for immersion and... Choppy text is for fast, for a feeling of fast flow. You want to make your book feel like it's fast-paced, even if it's not. Stick to shorter paragraphs. But the other thing is, you want to leave visual variety. Because if you've got too much of the same sort of spacing, same sentence length, same paragraph length, same word length, if you've got too much of the same thing, the eye starts to skate over it. No matter what it's trying to do, what you want is to establish a visual rhythm with, uh, and, and this is kind of a super advanced technique. But you can actually control the emotions of your reader by using the uh, verbal cadence of the words and the visual rhythm of the word lengths and the paragraph lengths and the sentence lengths and and whatnot. And when you get when you get up to master level, that's what all of the masters do without even thinking about it. They're listening to the music and the words, and the words themselves have their own inherent tune and rhythm, and the words as they appear on the page create a consonant tune and rhythm which har- with, which harmonizes with what the words say when read aloud, which is a bit esoteric, but uh, it, it's about controlling the reader's experience. Now, It's also about making sense of the reader's experience. It's one of the reasons why every new speaker or reaction from a different character in a scene gets a new line. Because you're signaling to the reader through the line break that someone else is talking now. Anytime you have a paragraph break, you're signaling something about the context just changed. When it's dialogue back and forth, you're signaling a change of speaker. And if you're not signaling a change of speaker, then you have to do that funky, you don't add a closed quote, but you still add a new open quote, or you stop and then you give a breather in the form of stage directions. Um, I'm telling you this right now, Dan waved his hands about as he spoke, and Kitty rolled her eyes. New line, open quote. And I'm still telling you this right now, and I'm continuing with this thought, even though I've had to do it in a new paragraph. That's kind of how you, There's those are the two ways to do it. Tolkien did it the first way, it's the archaic English way, still works. A lot of the newer genre writers starting in the pulp era forward, they do it the second way on the theory that readers are so stupid that any time they see quote marks, they think someone new is talking. You know, it depends on what your target audience is, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, see, is there anything else useful that I could add to the paragraphing discussion?
0: I think that may be about it that I can think of. Okay. As far as resources, um, I don't know that there is going to be resources that you can, like, use using Grammarly
1: or that sort of oh, thing. Oh, God, no, don't do that. L- look at the authors whose voice you like. Yes, and pay that's attention what I was going to say. Pay attention to what yeah. the text looks like on the page.
0: And if you want, one thing you can do is, is mimic the pacing and style of authors whose voice you
1: like. There's a few ways to do that. One is to compare it. The other is to sit and pick up uh, an author whose voice you like and literally just transcribe the book, a book or a short story. You do enough of that, and you will start to absorb the rhythm. If you know anything about music and music theory, when you're doing fiction, punctuation, paragraphing, spacing, all of it are forms of notation that signal subconsciously to the reader how the piece is to be performed. So what you're doing with with all of that stuff, not just your paragraphing, what you're doing with all of that stuff is you are controlling the flow of the song that you're weaving through the mind of your reader. If you study a little bit of music theory and you read sheet music along with some of your favorite uh, orchestral or jazz pieces you can do it with rock and roll but it's a lot harder um or vocal pieces you will begin to see how the notation structures the flow of the notes and all that punctuation is is that kind of notation but for language instead of for music so that's what we got for today we'll see you tomorrow The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian, and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. The text is copyright 2023 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2023 Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to the author.